Hello and welcome back to the Build with Joy podcast. I am your host, Joy Valerie Carrera, and each week on this podcast, I invite you to build with me, Joy, and get to know a little bit about what I'm doing and the mistakes I'm making so that you can avoid doing the same thing. Each week, we also introduce you to an entrepreneur who has crossed my path on this journey of life and business and entrepreneurship. And this week, I'm really excited to introduce you to Mari Brisco. She is the CEO and founder of Passport Polish. And we're going to be talking about what her journey looked like from being a psychiatrist to building a beauty empire, what it's like to be a business owner with ADD, and how she's managing to grow and scale. Please stick around and make sure that you share with your friends, tag me on Instagram, Twitter, and make sure that you subscribe to the newsletter every week where I send out resources for you to keep building better. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Okay, hi, and welcome back to Build With Joy. I am really excited today because I'm going to be talking to Madi of Passport Polish. And I'm especially excited because I just realized that you were one of the first people that I talked to when I started my business doing consults. And you have grown so much in these last three years. So I will hand over the mic to you if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, Joy. So good to talk to you today. So my name is Maddie Briscoe, and I am from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I am the child of Cuban and Nicaraguan immigrants. My business is Passport Polish, and we're a globally inspired beauty brand specializing in nail polish and and all sorts of good stuff as well. And I'm super excited to talk to you. The last time we had a real one-on-one was, you know, switching over to Shopify. I was transitioning from full-time work, taking over Passport Polish as my main job. So I'm really excited to catch up with you. Yay! And you mentioned that you were transitioning. So is is Passport Polish your full-time job now? Yes, it is. Oh my God, you did it. You did the like big thing that most of uh, most entrepreneurs dream of doing. And right. I'm really excited. <laughs> we were catching up and we're like, we're Central American. We're badass women. We have ADD and we're <laughs> killing it. And I'm really excited to get really into that. And you mentioned that you are in Louisiana and your parents are both Latino. So how was that upbringing? So in New Orleans, obviously it's a predominantly black city, but we do have our population there. It's mostly Hondurans that are down here, or at least when I was growing up, it was mostly Hondurans. So I had my all of my Central American friends, but after Hurricane Katrina, it was mostly Mexicans that came over here to help rebuild the city. So it's pretty cool to see how the city has grown to be like one big blend of different people from Central America, Caribbean people, and everybody coming through. I used to go to Miami a lot and just be fascinated and be like, y'all can get stuff in Spanish everywhere here. <laughs> Instead of here in New Orleans, we're like, oh, that didn't exist. But like now there's obviously more stores and all this other stuff for that I had been now. And you've grown up in New Orleans and, you've, yeah. and you're still there, right? Yeah, born and raised. Oh, so that's amazing. But you've also traveled the world. And I think that's something that inspires why and how you're building. So how did that come about right because anybody could just make nail polish right but you 
add that amazing cultural aspect. I have my box that I bought for Christmas. How did you end up with a globally inspired line of beauty products? So I used to work in psychology. I actually used to be a psychometrist doing psyche valves at a hospital. And I had kind of just reached a, a peak of where I could go with my career with that. And I was like, what else can I do with myself? So I went to go see one of my friends speak at New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. And she was just talking about like, if you feel too comfortable, it's time to move. Like you, you have to challenge yourself at all times. I tried to go to bed that night. ADD, you're just going to stay awake. <laughs> and I'm looking through all my pictures and I've been such a big traveler since I got a passport when I turned 24 um, and been over 25 countries and everything. So it's looking at my stuff and before all of my trips, I would get my nails done and always take a picture with my passport and be like, okay, here's my vacation nails and everything. So there I got the idea like, oh, I can make nail polish for inspired by all of my travels and stuff. And then I was like, okay, cool. So I went to sleep and then I woke up in the morning like, girl, you don't know how to make nail polish. Like you have no idea how to do any of that. That was, that's really ambitious of you, but how are you going to get this done? But the idea didn't leave my head. So then I was like, okay, well, how can I get this done? What certifications do I need? What do I need to do? If I'm going to be mixing stuff in my kitchen, I need to make sure it doesn't blow up. I researched and found out about cosmetic chemistry, which was an easy transition. So in undergrad, I did psych pre-med. So I had the science classes necessary just to have a basic understanding of chemistry and such. And then I took my classes in cosmetic chemistry, learned what chemicals to include in nail polish just to make sure it's cruelty-free, um, not as toxic as other nail polishes and make sure it's a vegan product, cruelty-free and all that fun stuff. So from there, I started testing out different polishes and then writing down all my ideas like, okay, I want to make sure I make colors with intention. Like I don't want to just have a little cutesy name and be like, oh, that represents Mexico. Like, no, I want it to be like, if you go to Mexico, you're going to see this color out there, not just because it was a a cute little idea or, or just a cutesy little name. A lot of nail polish companies do and no shade to them, but <laughs> that's what I, I like to do. I like to make sure whatever country the stuff is from, that you can see that in that country, whether it's their national flower, a drink, a landmark, something to see like, okay, this represents me. So I want everybody to be represented in their polish. Oh, I didn't know that was like the like why the colors were chosen. <laughs> that makes more sense. I'm thinking about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, the like, I think Cuba is like very bright red. What is this? Is it that one? That is Cuba. Oh, yeah. Or my favorite Cuban pastry. So I made it like a guava color. <laughs> yeah. So each of those things, if you grew up eating Cuban food, it's all the time for me. And if you see the color guava, like, oh, that's in your end, Cuba <laughs> automatically. So I want things like that. And then like for Puerto Rico, for example, they're the inventors of pina coladas. So I made them a white polish, you know, to go for pina coladas and things like that. So just little touches like that, <laughs> just to be able to represent people and be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I just like was like, oh, okay, like a pretty color, but I didn't realize that connection too, which yeah. is makes it even more special. And on top of that, I knew that you were certified. I didn't realize that you had a psych background right like that you were yeah because I studied chemical engineering in my undergrad and one of the reasons I was like oh I want to make cosmetics right I ended up hating lab work so kudos to you for doing it because I was like right. I love theory and process building and then I was right. like in a lab and I was right. like I'm gonna blow shit up I need to not do this <laughs> right 
And I have very little patience for waiting around and like making sure that things are done. Yeah, because if you're in a lab, if you're putting things like concocting things, I'm the person that starts cooking and then I completely forget. And then, you know, everything (laughs) burns. I have burnt a sandwich before. But I think people don't realize how much skill (laughs) and science and literally chemistry goes into creating our products, right? And you literally studied this on top of like already having a degree you had a career and you're just like all right I'm just gonna learn how to make these concoctions and make it legit and what was that experience like (laughs) well so first telling my mom that this is what I want to do she just looked at me like you spent how many years going to school grad school and all this and now you just want to play with colors all day I'm like but no, everyone's going to be like with intention and stuff, mama. And she's just looking at me like, okay, well, if you have a plan, whatever. Like, she's just thinking it's going to be like some cute little hobby I do because she, so the joys of having ADD, you start stuff and just never finish. So I've had like a million little hobbies that I start, but like, oh, I can make reads and do all these little crafts and all this other stuff. And I just like it for three months and then just give it up but with right. this one it really stuck I've always just loved nail polish her and I used to do our nails together every Sunday and that was just a ritual that we had that's how we bonded and stuff so the nail polish thing it really stuck in looking back on it now she's like you know what you were right this is something you actually enjoyed because it took some convincing to be like no this is what I really want to do it's not just a hobby like I actually want to continue it doing with this and well, like I said, working had a good job and like at a hospital and all this stuff. So she was just scared that I would just be broke <laughs> all the time trying to just sell nail polishes. And she didn't have a full grasp on like Instagram and social media and how much you can sell to people around the world. I'm like, I'm not just selling to the neighbors and stuff. I'm like, you can sell stuff people all the way in Japan if somebody sees my stuff. So yeah. It's, it was a, a big transition, not just for me, but for my, my parents, too, just to be like, okay, my daughter's doing this now. That's something that a lot of, you know, first John or Latino folks struggle with when your parents came here and they're just like, you got a good job. Like, why are you going to have <laughs> why do you stability? Have What's wrong with you? <laughs> this is what I yes. sent you to school for. exactly and it's so funny because I think a lot of immigrants we're just innovative by nature right like you have to figure it out you hustle you start small businesses without even realizing that it's a small business right like whether you're babysitting or you're cleaning houses that's what my family's always done they ended up starting their own business so it's funny because I had a similar experience that they're just like why are you going to leave your stable job for this thing and like you're just on your computer all day. How <laughs> I would be like, put the phone down. I'm like, I'm talking to customers. <laughs> yes, I found you through Instagram when I saw that you had cruelty-free products and you were and it were handmade, right? You were making it because I think a lot of times folks are just like, cool, I'm gonna start a business, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I found you through Instagram because I was travel blogging a while ago. So I started following like anyone that was talking about travel that was Latina. And I think that's how I came across your nail polishes. And I was like, what? And on top of that, you, when I talked to you the first time, I was like, wait, like they're cruelty free, right? Vegan and were made at home, right? Like you were actually making it. And now you have a line of lipsticks too, right? (laughs) 
It could have been really easy for you to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to like find a distributor and find somebody else and then slap my name on it and not necessarily thinking about the impact, right? And who's involved in making it and what happens after you use a product, right? And I think that's something that I'm very mindful of. I'm always like trying to buy intentionally, right? So I'm like, is it damaging the earth, right? Is it hurting anybody? And are people paid equitably? So what made you want to create products that were equitable and are sustainable as well? For the making of my own products, I have really sensitive skin. So I go into making all of my stuff with thinking about people like me who, oh my God, if I use any new soap, like, oh my God, I'm going to break out in a rash type of thing. So I wanted to make sure I made products for people that are super gentle, that aren't going to cause you like any breakouts or cause anything bad or yellowing of your nails or anything like that. Because like I said, I have really sensitive skin. I've had bad experience with nail polishes that are really cheaply made or made with stuff like formaldehydes and stuff that aren't good for your nail bed or for you. So just having had those experiences, I wanted to make sure I was in control of the ingredients and the best way to do that, even if you get it from somewhere else, be like, they can tell you that's what they're putting in that might not be what it is that's going into your product. But this way I have control over what's actually going into my product. And I guess it's just more of a control thing for me, just so I know what's going into it. And I know I'm going to give y'all something that's not going to damage you unless you just have a really weird allergy to something but like I said I try to make them as gentle as possible (laughs) you disclose everything that's in it yes I do so that's really important with with makeup especially like I said with allergies and even if you don't the people that you buy your products from should really have an ingredient listing somewhere like on their website or if it's not in the product at least on the website just so you know what's going into your body like this is stuff going on you should really care about what's going on you and I know a lot of people they do private label their makeup products from overseas and you just don't know what conditions people are working in. Sure, we've all seen the horror stories of people working in sweatshops and stuff. And I think for me, at least, I feel better knowing it's me being in my own sweatshop, doing the work and doing everything instead of people getting paid unfairly and stuff. So that's something that I completely like I've seen, like I've traveled through like Cambodia and Guatemala and the factories, right? Where it's like, they look like prisons and you're just like, what? And I think people don't think about like, yeah. And it's for very low wages, even relative to that country, right? It's not even fair for the, the living wages in that country, which if you're a U.S. consumer and you're just like, wait, like paying a fair wage, especially in a developing country where you can actually pay fairly and it still goes a long way. It's still affordable for if you're in the U.S. and it goes a long way in the home country, in, in the countries that they're made of. But a lot of people are just like, nah, let's just see how far we can exploit. Right. <laughs> That's just the, the shitty thing about it is people don't realize when you buy really cheaply made stuff, you're paying $2 for it, but sometimes it can really be damaging to the people that are actually making it overseas. Like some people are kept there for like 18 hour days. They don't get to see family. They're paid really low. And it's like, I don't want to contribute to that. So I've over the years been trying to be more intentional about like where I buy clothes, makeup and all this other stuff and really research like where my stuff is coming from. Cause I was like, I don't want to contribute to anything like that or just exploitive labor children of immigrants. So I know my mom got paid super unfairly when she got here. So it's like, I don't want to do that to someone else and stuff. So yeah, just being really intentional with those things is definitely a big part of why I do my own things. 
And then on top of that, you were like, oh, that's not enough. Let me actually learn and take classes <laughs> and become certified as a cosmetic chemist. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that you also have ADD. And I was really excited when we first started talking, like before recording, because a lot of entrepreneurs do have ADD. And it's one of the, I, I like to think of it as our superpower, right? It's why we think of so many amazing ideas, how we look at the world differently and can solve problems. But at the same time, it can be our kryptonite, right? Where, you, like you right. mentioned it, right? You start something, you're like, I love it, I love it. And then you're just like, what? Like three months later, which oh, is funny. <laughs> For anyone listening, if you look at the YouTube video, I have a macrame thing in the back. I was like, I'm going to also start a macrame business. I made that. have, And that was like six months ago. I sold two pieces. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. And like went back to my original business, right? Like doing consulting, building online. But it's funny because I think we all get into like, oh, we have a hobby. But then once we love something, once we find something that we're passionate about, it's just like, all in and how has your experience been right like with ADHD right a lot of especially women especially Latinos like are underdiagnosed misdiagnosed and then when we are diagnosed our whole families are just like that's not real you're just like we talk (laughs) like you're just not listening you don't know how to behave and it's like no like I really just can't focus <laughs> you're like and it's okay one thing I always try to especially coming from a psych background is telling people it's okay to get help it's okay to take meds if you need to like if that helps you focus and get your shit together like that's completely fine like it's I would rather take a pill and be able to focus and be productive and stuff and instead of just living in a disaster and be like oh, I guess I should have paid a bill last month or something and then I get evicted or something. So it's perfectly fine. So it's like, it's perfectly fine to be organized and it's okay if you need uh, a chemicals <laughs> that helps you organize. It's okay. But as far as my experience, it's, it's really funny. So I, I got married in November and Congratulations. Before, I feel like I saw your whole wedding here. progress through the internet. <laughs> <laughs> everybody did we got featured in a whole bunch of different things so everybody's like I feel like I was at your wedding it's like kind of (laughs) but my husband didn't live together before but now having lived together there's somebody else seeing that I'm awake at three in the morning and he'll turn over and be like go to sleep I'm like I can't my mind is going 600 miles a minute like I'm writing stuff down or just like typing stuff in my phone getting different ideas and he's like you can't just turn your brain off I'm like (laughs) <laughs> like I have no but idea. Can you? That's a on. miracle. No, right? He does, and that's it. Fascinates me. Like when it's time to go to sleep, like he just closes his eyes, and that's it. And I'm like, you don't have to think about a hundred things first. <laughs> like that's amazing. But no, like for me, like and just all my best ideas come to me at like three in the morning. I, I don't know why they just do. And it's funny because I tell that to my mom all the time. She's like, you were born at like one in the morning. So maybe that's just your time of day. So I was like, "Mm, maybe so. But, but having ADD, you really have to learn how to organize yourself. So I'll have like three planners, reminders and stuff everywhere, because if not, my brain just will not focus (laughs) and be like, all right, you got to do this today. You have deadlines, like all sorts of stuff. So Time management, like we were discussing earlier before we started recording, like that's so important 
just to being an entrepreneur and just in life in general. Like you have to know how to manage your time, how to manage your money and and just really be organized just to be able to be successful. Because, you know, if you have orders that need to get out by a certain date, if you're just sitting here like, "Eh, whatever, like, no, customers are going to get angry and stuff like so you really have to be on it. And what are some things that helped you overcome that when you first started your business? Because you were also still working full time. And I think a lot of folks that might be listening might have just started their business as a side hustle. And their goal is like, I want to go full time. I suck at being an employee. (laughs) I hate being micromanaged. That's what I don't miss about being in anybody's office. I hate being micromanaged. That's the worst. But as far as that, I would say really, if I could go back in time, I would really make a plan for myself, just, I guess, time management wise again, and just to know, okay, this is what my day is going to look like if I have to work eight to five today, realistically, without burning myself out, I can work on my side hustle for three hours today and still eat and still get some sleep and still just be able to relax my mind. And it's really important. I know entrepreneurs, we love to do it all. But it, it is, can be to a detriment because if we get burnt out, then our businesses can't run. Like if you're just if you hit a wall, then our businesses can't run. So if you're not at your best, your business can't be at your best. So that's one thing I would definitely recommend to the newbies that still have their main jobs. Make a realistic schedule for yourself. Don't try to stay up until five in the morning every day during every single thing and then trying to go to work the next day because you're just you'll burn out. And that's, I know a lot of people learn it the hard way, but I did it for you. So you don't have to. (laughs) I can relate completely. (laughs) And I don't know if this has happened to you, but I know the biggest switch was when I went from being an employee to full time, because all of a sudden I was like, what do I do with all of this extra time? Like (laughs) thinking that I could do it all. And then I realized right. I got nothing done, right? And then like, como que todo el cansancio me pegó, right? Like all of the tiredness right. just hit me all at once. And I was like, oh my God, I, I'm completely burnt out. Like I didn't realize how burnt out I was because I was just like, go all the time. I get it. And look, and life will humble the hell out of you and force you to take a break if you don't listen to your body over the winter. In the midst of getting married and everything down here, we have Mardi Gras. So, and at our parades, they throw different stuff. So one of the big Mardi Gras crews down here put in an order for over 40,000 nail polishes from us. So I'm trying to get all of this stuff done. Wait, were they going to throw the nail polishes? That sounds dangerous. Oh, it's in plastic. (laughs) It's in like a a soft plastic. (laughs) (laughs) No, trust me. I I worked out the logistics of it. We did throw testing and all sorts of stuff. Oh my goodness. So yeah, for Mardi Gras next year, that'll be up since we didn't have one this year, but they ordered over 40,000 nail polishes. And I remember being like, I used to freak out about 500 or 500 polish orders. And now I'm like, I'm trying to do 40,000, but I was like, look, the check is clearing. The check is nice. We're going to do this. <laughs> it's going to happen. But that came with like, I really burnt myself out physically and mentally, like putting stuff together, making stuff. It's like, I was wore out and I ended up in the emergency room on New Year's Day just with like my back and shoulders just really hurting. And then they put me on like a muscle relaxer. So I woke up to go to the bathroom and I got dizzy because I'm on this muscle relaxer and I ended up falling in the bathroom and I sprained um, my wrist. 
And I'm like, okay, well, now I really have to sit down and delegate to others. The universe was telling me like, hey, take a break. And then I was just like, no, I got it. <laughs> so the universe, <laughs> if you don't listen to your body, it's going to be like, sentate. Like, it's time. <laughs> take a like break. Like, te sientas <laughs> o te siento. <laughs> Exactly. Te calmo, te calmo. Like you're going to sit down. You're going to take a break, recharge. And I really needed that because like I said, I was doing all of that. It was holiday sales and I had just was planning a wedding and getting married. I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> if any, was there was any time to be like, nah, I can delegate this other stuff to other people. But yeah. So like I said, learn to listen to your body. <laughs> yes. And you mentioned delegating, right? So I'm all on systems and putting in business systems in place. So what was what were the first things that you started delegating or transitioning from just the one doing all the things, right? A lot right. of the times that's what happens when you're running a side hustle and you're a solo entrepreneur. Right. You're like, all right, I'm doing all the things. So you're doing sales and marketing, right? Like running the Instagram, making the concoctions, Make filling right. them up, right? Doing the test right. throws. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, test throws. Agree. And doing shipping literally on top of that, right? Really just everything. So when the big order came in, I was like, oh, if I do like a thousand bottles a day, I can probably get it done. And then I'm like, no, this is, it's time to get to bring in resources. It's trying to bring in some help. Bought machines and different stuff just to be able to fill. Um, I have videos up on my Instagram. You can see me and my crew just working and filling stuff. Instead of me just like manually just filling stuff, we got a machine to like help us get rolling and everything. So that was a big one just for you know that particular order. But as far as other stuff, delegating things like making sure your taxes are paid and things like that and hiring an accountant things just to make sure your financials are in order because when you're doing marketing branding and all these different things a day like some stuff will for, you'll forget and be like oh hell it's the 15th like it's time for taxes you I got oh and your taxes how much I pay. the irs does not let you forget <laughs> no not at all they will come beating on your door and send you 16,000 letters and be like hey you need my money but just things like that and then just getting apps like Hootsuite and stuff um, just to organize yourself and like be able to post stuff to Instagram and uh, TikTok and all these other different things while you while I'm working on stuff has really been a big help. Like, so I'll just take a few hours every Sunday and be like, all right, this is what I'm posting this week. All right. So I'm not sitting there trying to create content while I'm making my stuff and everything. So it just makes it way easier just to stay organized. And just be able to be like, all right, shoot an email to like an assistant. Be like, all right, <laughs> you take care of this. Fill out this paperwork for me. Like I'm trying to make stuff. Yes. And I think that's what people first at first, people are very scared to invest back into their business, especially I don't know about you, but when you grow up like not having much money, right? You're just like, wait, I want to keep all of this. Right? I for someone to do something I know I can do. But then it's like, oh, no, it's worth it. It's an investment. <laughs> right. Because then you realize, oh, I can do more of the top level things, right? right. Like the strategy, the getting the big deals and right. thinking of new products like you added in the the lipsticks and you have more awesome right. colors and bundles coming. And press-ons, which are the, the things that saved us during COVID with our, our pivot and stuff like that. 
Yes. And I know. And now everyone's going to be traveling again. I know I already was. I, it was funny because you messaged me when I had a, one of the passport pictures and I was trying to hide my nail because I was like, oh, my God, it's all it's so bad. <laughs> like I was, And then you were just like, girl, I need to hook you up. And I was like, <laughs> but I can't in a nail and be like no it needs a color where are you going let me send you something <laughs> yes and i think especially all the boss ladies listening and men we don't discriminate here like the press-ons i was right that you mentioned press-ons i was like wait that will save me so much time because i cannot paint one side like you can only do one right. of your nails like i've seen right. some people who are experts when i do like my right hand, I'm I'm a righty. So when I try to do my right hand, I end up painting like half my hand. Press-ons are godsend. You're you're also creating jobs. I think that's the other thing that people don't realize. Like when you're investing, you can make more money, right? You invest back in your business, which means you free up more time to make more money. And literally you are creating jobs, right? And I saw recently that you've hired someone in your own family too. <laughs> So, so I have my two employees that I have. Mr. Passport Polish is my husband. So he works on the train. So when he's in town, I have him helping me fill orders and stuff. So like if one of our friends orders something, like he'll write them notes and everything oh. be like package and stuff. So he definitely is a big, as far as like filling orders and stuff, it gives my like my wrist and stuff a break, like just while I'm still healing and everything. And then my brother just graduated with a, a bachelor's in chemistry. So he was my lab assistant. Like he used my nail polish and experiments for class and stuff. So I was so glad to like help him on board, add something to his resume and everything just for him to be able to get into grad school and everything and just watch him like really enjoy the process because he likes lab work um, and stuff too. So it was really great just to be able to help him out as well in his career. And I'm the oldest sister. So of course, I'm going to find any type of way to help my sibling first daughters of immigrant families we got to take care of everybody yeah we don't really have a choice <laughs> you know no, we know we don't have a choice so i had to find a way just to have him help me either whether it's packaging orders or helping me mix stuff up like because i know he knows how to make sure things don't blow up how to work in a lab and everything so my little assistants. <laughs> yes. And I think that's something that we realized like, wait, we're actually creating jobs. We're creating generational wealth, right? Like we're having that ripple effect that gets to. And that's what I tell my brother all the time. I'm like, want to know who helped me schedule classes? No one. <laughs> no one. It was all and me. for him, I got like. Him. Exactly. Me. Who helped me do financial aid? Me. <laughs> So now I have like charts and everything ready for him. Like, here, this is all you need to do. Ready to roll. Nobody asked me to do it, but I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> I love that. And on top of that, you also literally helped the community. Last year, you started a grant program for business entrepreneurs. What drives you to do all of this? Right. So last year during the pandemic, so... For us, I thought my business was just going to go like I was like, we're done the first week of COVID. And then you know, salons are closing and everything. And then that wonderful world pivot. So I switched over to doing press-ons and everything. And my business actually thrived throughout COVID. We didn't have any issues. I was able to hire people and make, expand my brand so much. So I was like, well, I need to give back because I know not every company out there is doing well. So created something for people just to be able to buy inventory and everything because I know... 
And I did it in April. And it's like, I know a lot of people lost income in March. And it's like, they didn't have any money to buy supplies or inventory or anything like that. It's like, where was that going to come from? The stimulus checks was probably going to rents and other uh, essential items. And it wasn't that much to begin with. So it's like, that can really go fast. So I really create way something. too long. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I wanted to create something to be able to help people at least get inventory or at least be able to be like, all right, I can pay my Shopify for another month. We're good while I'm creating something just whatever you could just to be able to help people. When I started, like I said, I didn't know anybody in the cosmetics industry <laughs> to be like, hey, help me out with this. So I really try to help people that are in the cosmetics industry or just Latino entrepreneurs that are just like, what do I do? How do I start? You know, I just really like to be able to help them be like, all right, this is how you set up a website. This is how you start tagging stuff on Instagram, or this is how you do TikToks and stuff. Like here's the algorithm this week because <laughs> it changes every week and everything. So <laughs> I think it's really important to give back and just be a voice of something that you would have wanted when you started. That's what's super important. And I know you're creating new ways to help people moving forward. If you want to share, I'm really excited for this too. So my last name, my new last name is Briscoe. So it kind of just blended perfectly into cosmetics. So Briscoe is my private label section of my company. And from there, I create products for you that you can private label. I'll put your label and everything on them for you and then help you to start selling your own products. So you're interested in launching a lipstick or a nail polish, I help you pick everything from colors to bottle choices, labels, logos, everything. Just kind of hold your hand along the way and then push you off into the world <laughs> of entrepreneurship. Like I said, I wanted something for people that I didn't have because it's easy to buy something from a supplier overseas, but then they just give you your product and it's like, all right, got my money, whatever. So, but with this way, I private label the stuff for you. It's me making it. And I help you as far as branding, marketing, different strategies, time management, and different things like that for each client that I have to go along the way. And like I said, just giving back what um, I would have wanted when I started. And cosmetics is a, a tough one to get into sometimes. There's so many cosmetics out there and you just think like, well, is there any room for me? And it's like, open your makeup bag. How many different brands do you have in there? There's room for everybody, but it can be intimidating. But, you know, like I said, I hold your hand through it. And then once you're ready to swim, I just push you on out there. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you said, you know, like open up how many that you can see and how many of those are like Latina owned, black owned, right? right? right. Like actually sustainable and right. creating jobs, right? Like equitable and probably well my bag only has yours um, and like Risos, those are like my only two like brands that I right. know of that are beauty brands and I think that's the hard part but that's amazing that you're actually going to help people and especially with everything going on right now like creating jobs in our country and for our people right and I think that's the awesome value add and you've helped so much you've dropped so many gems on those this podcast episode <laughs> thank you for talking with me and how can we help of you course. for anybody listening or watching how can we help you I know that's something that a lot of times as entrepreneurs we forget to ask for help so this is your chance what what would help you right now thrive <laughs> So of course, actually buying products from PassportPolish.com is always a big help. And one thing entrepreneurs 
failed to realize how important it is, is user-generated content. We can sit there and take photographs. For example, me, I can take pictures of my nails every single day, but it's not showing the range and how it looks on different people. So I need to know how it looks on darker skin. I need to know how it looks on lighter skin. Always asking people and be like, look, if you buy my product, make sure to send me a picture, tag it and everything. I would be glad to repost it because I love getting that content from my customers and audience and everything just to be able to show like, hey, this is how this looks on this person. This is how this looks on that person. It's important to be able to see yourself in something that you're about to buy. So that's something that I definitely, if you make a purchase, please, please tag us and everything. Send us your pictures. And, and if you're interested in actually launching your own cosmetic company, I'm going to have another opening. So I only do three clients at a time. I'm going to have an opening in the beginning of July. So if you're interested, shoot me a message and I'll be glad you know, to start you off on the whole process of helping you become an entrepreneur. Definitely. If you're listening, Anyone that's listening, check out Madi. Find her at Passport Polish on Instagram and PassportPolish.com. Yes, that's correct. Yay. And also tell your friends if you know of somebody that might be a fit or share their nail polish. That was my Christmas gift to a bunch of my friends. I <laughs> definitely bought a whole bunch of nail polishes <laughs> to gift, which made a great stocking stuffer and they're affordable, smell amazing. And the last thing that I also like to ask people, which I didn't give you a preview of, if you could tell a young Madi something, what would you tell her? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I would definitely tell her to be like, you're going to be okay. Like, I know just growing up with all these different issues and stuff, especially being first gen, family of immigrants and everything, and learning English, so many different things, go through struggles with ADD and everything, like you're going to be okay. It's going to take some time, but you know, in the end, you're going to be right where you want to be making your own rules, making work the way that you want to work it. You're not having to listen to anybody else. Cause like I said earlier, I hate being micromanaged. <laughs> so actually uh, if I could even just go back to like when I graduated from undergrad and be able to be like, you're going to be able to work the way that you want someday and still be able to impact people. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Oh, I love that one. That's a perfect little clip, too. That one's going everywhere. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. <laughs> yes. And I can't, and I wouldn't have gotten to Forbes if it wasn't for my amazing customers. Like I said, we pivoted over to press-ons and I sold, I don't even remember how many pairs now, but so many pairs and everything that we got the attention of different outlets. And then when I got the call from Forbes, I was like, is this a scam? Like me? <laughs> like if you think, right, I was like me, <laughs> you want me, you want to interview me? Like a whole story about me, not like a, a snippet. No, like a whole story. What do you mean? I was like, I am just little Mari from New Orleans, like child of immigrants. I'm like, I'm not a rich white man that usually you would see in Forbes or Oprah. So I'm just like, you actually want to talk to me? Like, that's crazy. And that's how I feel about not just Forbes, but any outlet that wants to talk to me. I'm like, me? <laughs> you really just want to talk to me and I appreciate every single one because I know the work that it took to get here so I'm grateful for every single opportunity I get to tell my story
<laughs> I'm gonna make it to New York hopefully out this summer so we can finally have a meet. <laughs> right. I will see you at the airport someday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.